0: hello
1: sydney hi i'm here this is the second recording of the night <laughs> and i feel like we should just preface that
2: yeah hold it on by a thread kind of yeah and if my <laughs>
1: voice gets tired i'm so sorry my dearest that's me what is one genre that we have talked about that you're not the biggest fan of
2: sadness okay angst murder keep going um <laughs> we're, not, we're not going that dark this time i don't think <laughs> Oh, sci fi. Yes. Yes. There you go. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's I was getting that. I was
1: <laughs> like, Just she lied with <laughs>
2: sadness? <laughs> I told you it's kind of mushed up here right now. Interesting. What do you not like? Sad things. Sadness. Okay. 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 Yeah. Slay. Like... No, but sci fi. Yeah. Yeah. Not a huge fan of sci fi. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing today, bestie We're be talking
1: about sci fi stuff. Okay. Because, like, here's the thing we've talked about, like, We've talked about AUs, we've talked about kinks, we've mm-hmm. talked about different types of properties, we've gone over, like, backstories of different things, yep. but, like, I'm gonna do, like, the the story of a game this time, oh, mainly okay. because I'm in the process of reading Baba Yaga. Oh,
2: Slay! Which is, like,
1: a whole other slay. thing. Slay! <laughs> so, like, I did not get that far, and I was like, it's not gonna be ready. So, we're putting that off probably another month or two months, because... It's a long fic. March is going to be crazy. And it's a long fic. And I want to give it the justice that it deserves. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what else can I do? And I'm not fitting into the Valentine's Day theme like Sydney quite did. I don't think I ever have. That's okay. (laughs) It's just not my thing. The other thing that I'm like super into, and this game has like inspired me in a way that like I want to Mm -hmm. start writing not fan fiction, but like a creation adjacent Mm -hmm. to what it is like said in my own like it's just so the team behind it is so creative and the game itself and the lore is just like oh my fucking god this is inspirational this is great and I haven't felt like this about a game in a really long time Mm -hmm. because I don't know it takes a lot for something to be like I'm going to rip you off.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there have only been so many things that people have later come out and said that, like, this was a giant inspiration for us or right. for me. Like, right. you, there's really only, like, a handful of, of those things and those people. Like, and there's a reason for that.
1: No, absolutely. And, like, even then, like, the story of the muses. Like, mm-hmm. you, when people are, like, I think the word genius, I have to remember, I watched a TED Talk one time where they were like, oh, the word genius was actually, like, people thought like a magical creature of some kind visited them and gave them this massive inspiration and like gifted them basically something from the gods to like inspire them to write whatever they wrote or you know if it was music what have you so that's why i want to say oh people are geniuses that's kind of where that word derives from from being like oh a genius (laughs) like touched by god yeah kind of so this is one of those for me where i like i'm deeply inspired by this work and i don't know If the the people behind it were inspired by anything else, they haven't really done interviews about it. They are a Swedish based company. um, And this is a game that doesn't have a lot of attention. Oh, like in my opinion, like not many people have videos on it. Not many people like stream it. It is not a ton of people have talked about Mm -hmm. it, which is like weird for me. Because again, for me, I'm like, every time I think about this game, I'm like, I love this game. Right. I, I like to punish myself. What does I'm, that mean? I'm a person that like when I play video games, sometimes I'll just pick really, really hard video games to play mm. because I like the satisfaction of being like, I fucking beat that. Sure. I did it enough times that I got really good at it. I would never speed run anything. That takes way too much patience. Yeah. But this is like cooperation with other people like mm-hmm. you have to be talking with other people and know what's going on and i think just the setting itself is so interesting mm-hmm. um the game is called gtfo
2: so get like, the fuck out yeah yeah oh. that's, that's like what
1: the game is called gtfo so i'm gonna be delving into that world and i like again markiplier has done some some videos okay on it. like he has two different short series of him playing through it with some of his friends but even then he's never done like full series rundown of the game itself And those videos came out, like, during COVID and, like, haven't Mm -hmm. since then received a lot of attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not many people know about it. It's not, it's a very punishing game to play. Okay. Like, very punishing. Like, punishing
2: in the level of, like, Dark Souls?
1: Yes. In the sense of, like, you and three other people, ideally, run these levels together and some of the levels take upwards of three hours to complete. Oh. And if you fuck it up, you get sent all the way back to the beginning. Like, oh. you have to run it again. Okay. It's, it's like bad. Yeah. In the best way possible. Okay. In my opinion. So we're going to be going through that. GTFO is a four-player hardcore co-op action horror FPS. mm mm-hmm. Those are a lot of words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the premise is you and your friends will explore hostile and terrifying environments where, in an instant, you are thrown from edge-of-your-seat suspense to frantic action. It's tension all the way through. Like, yeah, that sounds awful. (laughs) Like, it's very stressful. It's a large scale experience testing players and their ability to gear up and adapt to an endless string of unknown and ever changing challenges. Every expedition and GTFO is unique. And the game lets you make informed decisions on what equipment and weapons to bring. But even then, survival is not guaranteed. DTFO is about a team of four people trapped in an underground complex, kept there against their will, forced down into the depths to carry out different objectives from an unknown entity called the Warden. Uh, The underground complex has been abandoned for many years, and it's been overrun by flesh-eating grotesque monsters, and you want to get out. As you progress deeper into the complex, the story will be told not only by characters themselves but by the clues in the environment that are hidden
2: around. Mm, I see. Lore. Yeah. Yeah. And this is my favorite form of uh-huh. like, storytelling
1: ever. This yeah. is why Dark Souls and Bloodborne are like mm-hmm. my creme de la creme. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I I love environmental storytelling. Yeah. It's such a fun way to like learn. Because if you are the character, you wouldn't be handed everything and be like, no, if I want to learn more, I have to seek out that knowledge. For sure. And that's how lore should be. I will stand by that until the day I die. Okay. Get fucked. <laughs> so the game was released on December 9th of 2019 for early access. And then they had a full release of the game available on December 10th of 2021. The developers and publishers are Ten Chambers, which is a Swedish based company that is currently developing Den of Wolves, which is going to be a co-op heist FPS. Oh. They showed their first showcase during the Game Awards. The okay. first trailer for Den of Wolves. And I have never played a co-op heist game. Mm-hmm. I want to play their co high high game. Because <laughs> even then, I went on the Den of Wolves website while I was doing research for this episode, and, like, I was scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. They have the whole ARG already up and ready. Damn, okay. To, like, help you put clues together before the game even starts. Yeah. Which I was, like... I love that. The fucking dedication yeah. that this team has. Like, I've applied to work there. Do I think <laughs> I'm gonna get it? Absolutely not. Their talent is way above whatever mm. I have currently. I do think I'm gonna reach that point someday. Yeah. But it's, like this is why they're inspirational to oh, me for sure. because like everything about their game is just like,
2: Oh, Oh yeah. It's so Bellissima. Something about like having the ARG or like a, a component outside the game to like add more to the game always shows to me how much like passion they have like for right. the product like going into well, it. It's Cause a bunch it... of extra effort. Exactly. Yeah. Like one of my favorite movies, horror movies, just whatever, like a, Movie of all time is The Blair Witch Project, mm. and most of that is the ARG elements that like are you have to like use the Wayback Machine now because right. like that website no longer exists. But it's like all of that ARG component stuff that they did beforehand with like the right. website and like the the work they did at the film festival it was shown at, right. where like passing out missing posters and shit like that. Like that is so smart and like almost performance art. A little bit. Oh, absolutely! Yeah,
1: like I would one hundred percent call that that. And um, Cloverfield did something very similar. Mm-hmm. I, you know, about all the ARG stuff. Yeah, they had like a, they had like MySpace pages yeah. up and ready. They had like different documents. They had websites that had codes you had to get into. Like they were way ahead of their time in that in that regard. And anytime a game developer does do this, and it's so disappointing, <laughs> in my opinion, because. We have all these AAA games that aren't finished upon release, and it's yeah. like I paid seventy fucking dollars for this. Right. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Whereas, like these developers, I bought GTFO during early access. It was I want it was less than forty dollars for sure. Okay. To get it during pre access, it could be full price now. I don't know if it's sixty or seventy. I have no idea how much it is. Um, but even then, like to buy it at that price at the time, and the amount of work that they had already put into mm-hmm. it, I was like.
2: Already like work that you could get free beforehand, right? Right, like, exactly. Like, excuse me. Yeah. Where where is this? Because there of there are some things where it's like, oh, you get extra lore. Right. Where like, oh, Five Nights at Freddy's has extra lore, but you have to buy the books or like you have to like buy the p- these products or whatever.
0: Right.
2: Where it's like it's it is just refreshing to be like, oh, I can get extra content for free.
1: <laughs> no, and <laughs> it's, you. It's so nice because even on the Den of Wolves website they promote ten chambers as a Mm -hmm. company promotes cooperative experiences in such a great way because gtfo they have a mechanic where like you can play by yourself and the the three other people are bots and you can command them what to do just to like run things it's really hard to finish a level like that
2: oh i believe that just because of the way
1: things are programmed and like the game is built to be, like, on call with people and be like, okay, this is what we're doing, sure. this is the plan, we have to carry it through. Like, everyone is has specific type of guns, yeah. has specific type of weapons, like, gear, that kind of thing. And even with the ARG stuff that I was going through for Den of L- Wolves, it was, like, hacking, because that's the whole thing. It's like, oh, yeah. it's kind of like cyberpunk where it's futuristic and you're going to be doing a lot of hacking. Some of it was, like... Oh, you're in a weight room and this will only open if there are four people that do this deactivation sequence uh, at the same time. I, so see. I wasn't able to do a bunch of this stuff because it was like, oh, at some point other people did join the queue room. right? And I have no idea if they were in the same area as me, sure. same continent, same, like, I don't know. Yeah. But it was just like, oh, this is like very cool because then I can have all my friends oh, get yeah. online at the same time and we could like do this together. Mm-hmm. But it's just so cool, in my opinion, because you don't see a lot of game companies doing that right now, because even though they'll release games and be like, um, co-op's coming later. Multiplayer's coming
2: later. And then they're like, we will charge you sometimes We're going to charge you extra on that. We're going to charge you extra on that. I think that's why I have, like, my soft spot is for, like, indie developers, and, like, because, obviously, like, I like cozy games, and a lot of the cozy games are not done by AAA developers. They're by, like, indie developers. And then they'll give you DLCs, but it's all free. They're like, oh, you already paid for the game? Cool. Here's like all the free 1. DLC 6 stuff. 1.6
1: for Stardew Valley. Yeah, is supposed to come out this year.
2: Yeah, it's I mean be totally free. Cold of the Lamb just had its second DLC update, right. totally free. Yeah, as long as you paid for like the original game, you get that totally right. free. Like there are other games like Ooblets that has like, and uh, Cozy Grove that has seasonal events, totally free it's it's crazy it's crazy like how is it that the indie developers are able to give you these dlc (laughs) dlc and like spring event and yet animal crossing new horizon has not been able to get a new
1: update the same thing is happening in the movie industry as well where it's like oh these executives who don't give a shit about the art or the content Mm -hmm. are making all the decisions for everyone else and it's like they're your boss. You can't really fight against it. Yeah. But it's still just like, hey, the consumers are notice- noticing. Oh, for sure. And they don't fucking like it. I go to film school. We had a guest that came in and talked and he was like, oh, I remember when the Barbarian script was making its circle mm. around L.A. and no one wanted to pick it up. Damn. Not a single fucking company wanted to pick it up. And so these two guys who run the, ha- just started up their own production company mm. bought it and rent it and it made millions of dollars. Yeah and they were like that just goes to show you how it, out of touch Absolutely. Everyone is. They yeah were like, he was like i remember some of my agents read the script and were like we're not gonna touch this we're not gonna go which is this.
2: crazy because like even in terms of a horror movie it's good it's great yeah but it's not even as out there as some other horror movies like no not at all not even in the slightest so it's just like especially i got that insight this week and i was like oh yeah okay.
1: that's what i'm getting myself into okay
2: no, oh no. yeah for sure and I, I mean some of the best ones like i really enjoyed last year when Skinamarink came out like mm-hmm. is it the best movie of all time no but i really enjoyed seeing this like experimental horror movie like actually be in theaters and make a lot of money oh
1: absolutely yeah like so slight
2: well even like um the way that they're like running theatrical releases now where it's like the new sydney sweeney rom-com that came out like they lengthened the stay of it in th- in theaters it made like a hundred million dollars or some shit like that when it cost like a fraction of right, that but right. it's because they let it run in theaters and like the word of mouth got out and it was just like oh damn yeah i'll go see that the people are your buying mm-hmm. power
1: like you got to listen to yeah. what they say it's just so interesting I also, very quickly, before we get back into, like, GTFO stuff, I want to shout out the fandom wiki (laughs) and the GTFO website, because that's mainly where I got all of my information. I did cross-reference it with, like, some YouTube videos, but at that that point, I had already... The fandom wiki. Love the we, people who... We love you for putting in all of your effort for any, the lore of this any game. Any human
2: being that goes onto a fandom wiki to enter information. Any
1: wiki. Any wiki. Any wiki. You're Doing the God's work. You you are putting in Absolutely. so much work. You deserve to have your dick sucked. <laughs> Good for you. So this is a quote from the GTFO website. And this is just, again, another mini summary of what the mm-hmm. game is. Quote, You're imprisoned in hydrostasis, a lifeless sleep that obliterates memory. When you awaken, only fragments of your criminal past remain. It's instinct that keeps you alive. And it's telling you that survival is the comp- You got it. <sighs> it's keep- that keeps you, but I keep saying that- Anyways, you got it. What did I do? <laughs> You're here for moral support, and I appreciate and love you. Okay. If you keep this in, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> 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 I guess now you're gonna keep it in, huh? Cause you're fucking laughing. You me. <laughs> she needs that on record. <laughs> um, it's instinct that keeps you alive, and it's telling you that survival in the complex means working together. Listen to it or die. End quote. All right. So, it's kind
2: of giving Black Mirror a little bit. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. Like, better.
1: <laughs> yeah. Black Mirror fell off. I'm uh, so sorry. No, you're right. <laughs> She's gone. She. <laughs> We don't
2: watch her anymore i mean like how scary can you be when we already live in the world that we live in you know what i mean real it's also just like horror can't sustain for that long no absolutely not i mean we learned that from american horror story but anyways moving along and i (laughs)
1: anyways um so there's a series of seven quote-unquote main characters within the game Mm. so the first is i'm gonna go through their logs like i'm actually reading you like prison details (laughs) yeah uh woods isaiah Uh, Prison number F-2056. So, Isaiah Woods was a religious man of honor and courage who saw too much. The brutality of combat changed him from a spiritual man to a ticking time bomb. When his fuse finally burned down, he went on a rampage and justified it as divine retribution for the evils he saw around him. Uh, Even now, with no memory of the carnage he wrought, he feels the presence of God flowing through him. Some fires burn too deep to smother.
2: Ah, so mentally ill. So, so schizophrenia probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's giving. A... And guess what?
1: He's the American in the group.
2: Oh, of course he is. Oh, of course he is. That's Crazy. giving like which was the serial killer who was just like a dog told me to murder all those people. I don't
1: fucking, remember, but I know yeah. not um uh, basically the same thing. uh next one is Hackett Aiden Z R O Four Seven One One. The first person to admit Hackett isn't cut out for this world is Hackett even as a child his feral mind was dead, was a deadly force when he joined the military discipline loosened the grip of his dark impulses but nature always finds a way inevitably Hackett's instinctive cruelty was unleashed on a peacekeeping mission that couldn't have gone more wrong clear eyed about his actions Hackett knew that redemption would cost him his life as he knew it
2: okay so he's just he's, he's... always been fucked up yeah yeah but also they made him the Irishman <laughs> shut up so, um, that's the Irish don't deserve that. <laughs> like, that's what I'm Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Make him German. <laughs> error. You can have him. Get rid of him. I'll,
1: I'll let you have him. <laughs> then we have Bishop Frank G O Dash One Three Nine Five. We got two men of God here. <laughs> um, a lifetime ago, Frank Bishop made a losing bet. He robbed, kidnapped, and trafficked in a bid for fortune and power. This time it was blackmail, but things didn't go to plan. His target turned the tables, condemning him to years of brutal captivity. The torture and deprivation he endured ended with Bishop suffering an even worse fate, hydrostasis. Now, unable to remember the man who destroyed him, he's left with only the rage and mistrust that sustained his tragic existence. He's a
2: British man. Good. Fuck the Brits. <laughs> <laughs> make Wait. them mentally unstable. <laughs> so, for the game, yeah. you're trying to make sure all these men come out alive at so the end of it you're
1: playing as them you're
2: playing as them right
1: but the thing is is like you've lost your memories like okay. you don't really know who you are you still have again they'll say like oh like hackett still has some of that dark impulse in him right but he Doesn't really know and you'll learn more about these characters through like logs got it the game. like you can go type in like terminals and computers and you and were like
2: stuff. oh i was a trafficker and you're like Oh, that's my file. That's crazy. I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, God. I get that. Oh, wh- wh- who set that fire?
1: Oh, oh, my God. So, they are prisoners yeah. in this scenario. And you are trying to get out, like, alive, per yeah. se. But, again, it's, like, it's it's all fucked up. Any sci-fi world is fucked up.
2: That's just the way that it yeah, is. Yeah, that's fair. I guess if I was just like, oh, so I'm the, you like, you flip a page. You're like, oh, I trafficked and kidnapped. I think can I choose a new character can I I want to let this one die actually <laughs> let it die <laughs> let it die, <laughs> let
0: the, it die. Yeah, I just,
1: the fourth player character is Dada Abeo, Abeo T-3001 a brilliant young mind a groundbreaking researcher a pillar of the scientific community Nigerian born psychopharmacologist Okay. Dada was all of those things before his obsessive ambition broke his moral compass. Dada's blindness to the human cost of his experiments made him indispensable to—I don't know how to say that—unscrupulous, unscrupulous, unscrupulous. Okay, I was like, I don't—I've never seen that word in my life. <laughs> We're expanding our vocabulary. <laughs> on these. Unscrupulous, unscrupulous, unscrupulous drug companies. As long as they stayed out of his way, he didn't question them. By the time he realized the depravity of the people he worked on, it was
2: hmm so so he was like big pharma kind of guy greedy got it greed greedy for knowledge
1: yeah not greedy for money that's
2: the thing is like if i was playing this guy i would be more intrigued because it's just like yeah it's greed we live in a capitalist society who is his it? logs
1: are some of the most interesting I would believe that because we'll go th- again we'll go through some of the backstory yeah. and stuff but he has like he has an integral part in the story right. as well so he's woven, woven in more
2: I believe that because he, he I mean you've only said four so far but he's the most interesting and let me say if I was playing in a group and I had the trafficker and that someone was playing as like the brilliant big pharma Nigerian man I'd be like I want to be the big brilliant be- Nigerian man <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, no. Well, the three other characters are technically like side characters. Mm. They're the only other three characters that the four talk to or hear from during the entire run of the game. Oh, I see. Um, so there's not a lot of data on them, and there's not a lot of data that I can give without spoiling a lot of the game. I don't plan on spoiling a majority of the game. Okay. I plan on just going over the backstory and the events leading up to mm-hmm. the beginning of the game because that is like that's what's most interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, if you plan on playing the game, obviously the story for the game is great. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. But the stuff that leads up to it is like, they planned this shit out from 2009. Oh. So there's quite a bit of time. Yeah. From 2009. This to- is set around 2063. Oh! So it's like, they, they, uh-huh. they did a lot for this game, which is really, really nice. Um, the fifth character is Schaefer John uh, C067. Then there's Henriksen Kloss T-034, and then the warden, but mm. it's spelled W-R-D-N, warden.
2: Oh.
1: There's a lot of speculation if the warden is a rogue AI or if it's a person. Oh, so no kind of like knows.
2: a portal situation or a real person.
1: Yeah. Like, okay. no one really knows. Interesting. No one has seen the warden, but the warden speaks. It's like a weird thing. And again, I have not finished the, <laughs> the game, very- so I don't know.
2: <laughs> pay no attention to the man behind the curtain yeah, <laughs> at
1: know. all nothing the thing is the warden is kind of keeping them alive so they're just like mm. okay we're gonna kind of do what we need to okay. do and just you know leave that at that city my dearest would you open your phone
2: oh yeah what do you need from me and
1: open my document because we're gonna be reading some of the logs
2: i love when you include me in stuff <laughs> <laughs>
1: i figured <to> sci-fi, <laughs> i should really like do some um, extra stuff this time what's it around.
2: called Who do you want me to
1: be? You're gonna be Woods. Okay! So you're gonna be the demented American man? Oh, okay! (laughs) So this is a conversation between a recruiter and Woods.
2: You say God told you to kill those men? God doesn't tell us to do anything. If you're waiting for him to speak to you, you've already lost, brother. I killed them. Why? Their journey had no meaning. Without meaning, they were lost, and they brought chaos. Chaos is the power of the devil. I brought order. I've explained it to you, but I can't make you understand it.
1: Those marines at Larnica, that wasn't chaos. (sighs) From where we stand, it appears you brought chaos into this world,
2: not your victim. You see? You believe that this world is God's creation, that somehow this world is a gift created by God, that this is our Eden. Look around you, brother. You could not be more wrong. This godless place is hell. We are in the devil's domain. We are here to fulfill our commandment, to drive the devil out and bring order to his chaos. We are all soldiers.
1: Soldiers on a crusade?
2: Crusade, jihad, holy war. Call it what you want, brother. It's your duty. Hmm.
1: And those marines, I suppose they were the enemy?
2: Yes. I spoke to them, each and every one, when they arrived in Larnaca. These men reveled in the chaos. I reminded them to their oath to the Lord, but they could not hear me. They didn't do nothing? They offended GOD! I found them to be lost and without hope, the godless, on the slaves on which hell is built. The godless have forgotten the commandment. The godless feed the devil. The question is, why weren't you there to kill him?
1: Alright, I guess. Let's talk about Turkey, your quote, Miracle Mile, as it was called.
2: That was no miracle. It was a message. A clear and direct message that only a fool would not hear.
1: From God?
2: I should have died when Ezra fell to the rebels. I should have died sneaking through the enemy territory for 26 days. I should have died in the DMZ, yet somehow, the snappers miss me time and time again. I should have died crossing the minefields, but somehow, here I still am. That brother is a message. He led me through the chaos so that I could be at his hand. I will no longer be the devil's slave. I will no longer watch silently as he feeds on the lost. I am compelled to do my duty as he commanded.
1: Well, this duty may end with you going to the chair. <laughs>
2: Death would be a blessing, but as you can see, you cannot kill me. It is not in his plan. Release me, brother.
1: I can't do that, Woods. You know I can't. Release me. Well, we are going to send you somewhere to get you some help. I do not need help. It's a new program, Woods, designed for people just like you.
2: (laughs) I will not die by your hand, brother. That is not his plan. We'll see, Woods. We'll see.
1: I love the writing in this. Yeah. It is so good. And <laughs> thank- also thank you for throwing in an accent. Oh my god, you really didn't have to, But like, slay. It, it
2: kind of just snuck out I and know, then I kept like, it. At
1: first it like wasn't there and then a little bit of my little I was like
2: she's <laughs> getting into it. I'm not going to I'm not going to stop this train. I was like I'm a godless man. <laughs> I'm working my way through the devil's army. Yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> I've spoken to enough people. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels like they really have too with the way that like They've written, like, him as, like, a, a really fanatical Oh yeah, Christian almost. I mean,
1: the thing is, that's an audio log. So, like, the voice actors actually have done all of that in-game oh, as well. Which is very, very yeah. cool that they've put in, an, again, all this extra effort instead of just being, like, here's a bunch of dialogue on a screen. Right. Read it yeah, like, like you would. Well,
2: I mean, like, the, it, it's always better to just be as immersive as possible, which is, like, why for the longest time people have been like, hey, Nintendo, why is Pokemon still a silent game? You can't put dialogue in there just to make it as immersive as possible, like truly and honestly. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's too expensive, even though we have millions of dollars. Yeah, like I understand when it comes to like. <clears throat> I mean, like I I really like it when it is like a pixelated game, like Stardew Valley, to have the text just be like <laughs> almost because it's like kind of like giving the nostalgic feel of like those pixelated right. games, and even like a lot of indie games. Like I'm like, yeah, you don't have it's okay. Undertale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Undertale. yeah. That slays for That's, me. Like, yeah, that is peak design for yeah. me. Honestly, no, I mean like even so, I'll give it to Nintendo. They really killed with the Animal Crossing shit, where it's like. Right. That's great. That's great. I'm. If you so give them bad. actual voices, I'll be mad about it.
1: <laughs> you really spoke.
2: For yeah. That. You really spoke for <laughs> Keep that. letting them speak in little <laughs> for the rest of my life.
1: <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, So the events of DTFO are viewed through the experiences of the prisoners, which are the four that Mm -hmm. we had just talked about. And they undertake a series of expeditions through the complex, which is infested by strange light forms referred to as sleepers. Mm. Um, Before and between expeditions, prisoners are suspended in hydrostasis units or HSUs. uh, And they are devices that keep human beings in a near death state for a prolonged amount of time. They receive cryptic orders from the warden Mm -hmm. uh, through cortex-neural interface grafted into their brains. Again, sci-fi, bad. Icky.
2: I mean, uh, but, like, the best place to put it in is, like, a prison system, right? Because how dystopian can you get other than just, like, the industrialized prison complex? Yeah, there you go!
1: (laughs) And the funny thing is, the Swedes are making this. This is a commentary for sure, because... Swedish prison is all about reform. I know. And like teaching. Absolutely. I'm educating the people. So there you go. <laughs> spreading
2: the good word. I'm spreading the good word. If you getting into crime, go to, the, go to Europe. Go to, yeah, just, if you're going to do crime, do it in Sweden. America, it's slavery. You're not going to be It they, is straight up slavery. You're a dollar sign. Like, truly and um, honestly. Yeah. There was, like... I, I really enjoyed the commentary that's coming from the prison industrial system. There's a book that came out last year called Chain Gain All-Stars, mm. which is also, like, a, a sci-fi. But it's, like, a mixture of The Hunger Games, where it's, um... Prisoners are battling in, like, a, a battle royale scenario
1: right.
2: to reduce time on their prison yeah. sentences for entertainment. And it's, like, oh! <laughs> the thing is...
1: That's totally believable that the US government would do that. Uh
2: And like the author, I got to meet him. He did a book signing when he came to Arizona and he spoke about it. And he was like, actually, a lot of the facts were real. The prison I based off was based on real aspects of real prisons. And you're like, oh, oh, okay. I mean, it's just one of those things that like a
1: lot of people are like, oh, I've never been to prison. I'm not going to think about (laughs) it. Yeah. And they don't like read into it because they're like, I'm never going to prison. Mm -hmm. I don't know anyone in prison. And it's like, okay, but the people that are there, Like, why aren't we trying to make society better Mm -hmm. overall instead of just always punishing these people? Absolutely. Instead of trying to educate them. Yeah. As I mentioned earlier, the game is set around the year 2063, and that occurs about a decade after the complex was abandoned and overrun by sleepers. So, the complex is owned by a corporation called Santonian Industries, also referred to as Santonian Mining Company, or SMC. Again, with sci-fi stuff, it's all...
2: All of what do they? What do you call it? Acronyms. Yeah, all of the
1: acronyms. Thank you. I, it always slips my brain.
2: (laughs) So the facility
1: is located in the Yucatan Peninsula, which is in Mexico, and it is placed in the asteroid impact crater. Mm. Chixa Club? Is that how you say that? Probably. I don't know. It's a lot of X's. You did your best. Okay. This crater is in fact like here on Earth, and if you don't know, the crater was left by the ancient asteroid that hit earth 66 million years ago and obliterated the dinosaurs yeah
2: that makes sense so
1: santonian industries initially started building the complex in 2049 as a mining enterprise they sought to extract the rare element iridium supposedly brought to earth by the asteroid itself Mm -hmm. their surveys revealed a massive underground iridium containing object thought at the time to be a massive iridium ore vein 1.5 to 2 kilometers wide and at least four kilometers deep The mining was plagued with strange happenings, miners becoming sick, disappearing, or inexplicably killing themselves. The underground object, later dubbed, quote, the inner, or quote, the fossil, turned out to be not a mass of iridium ore, but an artificial structure of extraterrestrial origin, built from an alloy that researchers called the Crestanium-77A. They also, again, I'm not stem-girly. Neither am I. I'm not a researcher, but the way that all of this is like worded i'm like this sounds real and believable yeah. and like something that would happen in the real world genuinely
2: is... you could trick me though i'd be like no that's real Oh,
1: again i'm reading this and i'm like <laughs> believable <laughs> I'm, I'm reading this out loud we're barking like, up the wrong tree people. neither of us said that people <laughs> so it was an ancient spacecraft equipment apparently belonging to an alien race that they would dub the collectors quote unquote mm. humans also contacted living creatures the sleepers somehow surviving inside the inner for millions of years with heightened security and growing presence of sleepers, the company shifted its interests to researching the inner and the collector's legacy. This research was handled by another subsidiary of Dreyfus Corporation, dubbed Project Insight. Again, this is all just like we're not gonna go way too in depth. Yeah, there was so much to go over. Right. Our hundreds of logs yeah. to read. there's so much documentation that 10 chambers has provided for this mm-hmm. game which is why i'm so invested in it yeah because it is just like they have done Tolkien levels of world building right which is just like that's fucking ridiculous Absolutely. there's no way i'm gonna get through all of that in one sitting <sighs>
2: yeah and i just
1: can't but i am very interested mm-hmm. in it enough to be like i want to read all this yeah shit that's fucking going on like i wish in the dark souls from soft community there's a very popular youtuber who does all of the lore and stuff. His name is Vati Video. And I've talked, I talked about him in my Bloodborne episode. He spends all of his time reading through every single item Damn. description and putting together the story. That's and
2: dedication. Recording videos within the game yeah. itself
1: to like go over it. Having animations made. He recently put out like an hour and a half long video about Elder, Elden Ring lore that no one has covered before. That's
2: crazy. So
1: again, this is like my favorite all time level of like, storytelling it's like so good yeah it's so slight that
2: it's just like the right part of your brain for you uh, it's my
1: autism yeah like that this is the part of the spectrum that i'm on absolutely so between 2053 and 2056 the complex and the outer world experienced a series of apocalyptic events linked to the inner the virus nam v n a m mm-hmm. dash v or it could be five but i've always read it v okay escaped from the complex in 2052 and ravaged the planet in a global pandemic <laughs> killing most of the world's population over several years. In November of 2053, a massive power surge coming from the inner, supposedly caused by drilling operations, breaking into sensitive power systems of the alien spacecraft, devastated parts of the complex and created multiple blast tunnels to the surface. The same the warden uses in the game to deliver prisoners to the lower levels. Mm. So kind of the entrance sequence of the game is like, you pick all your guns, you pick your loader, everyone says ready. It's the sequence of like, you're in this dark chasm. You're strapped into this thing that's dangling in the air, and you get dropped hundreds of meters into the earth. No. So, this is what they're talking about. They built like, more operations from the blast. I crater. would pass
2: out. Uh-huh. I wouldn't make it to the bottom, actually. Uh-huh. I dialed the way down.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> so, as Santonian's managers uh, were killed in the explosion, the Project Insight scientists seized power over the operation. Mm. Project Insight built the matter wave Projector as means to travel to other dimensions, particularly the destination, quote-unquote. They were also continuing the RISE Project, a KDS human cloning program initially seeking to replace prisoner recruits with even more disposable clones. KDS is another company that I believe I referenced later, which I thought I put beforehand, and I can't remember what the acronym stands for. So we're going to talk about that later. Two years later, in November of 2055, Biocom stopped answering to human commands, resulting in complete loss of control. Biocom is the AI that runs the complex. Okay. So that's when the warden was thought to have taken over. Okay. Because it stopped responding to the scientists and they were like,
2: oh, fuck. And then suddenly the warden's here.
1: And then suddenly the warden's here. The complex was abandoned and overrun by sleepers, albeit with thousands of humans and still cold stored in hsus
2: Mm. so
1: there's still a bunch of prisoners down there yeah stored within hsus the non-v is a virus that had been lying dormant in the inner for millions of years and again it was coincidence this game came out late 2019 covid hit and it was like very topical Mm -hmm. which is why i don't think a lot of people hit it sure because even as they developed kind of later on they did have like an infection mechanic Mm -hmm. that that was when they introduced like oh the the Nomv v virus so, it became, like, this whole thing, yeah. and, like, even when Markiplier was playing it, he was like, oh, this is a little topical, it's like, yeah, it's a game.
2: It just happened to be that way. It's not, like, the first time there's been a pandemic in the world, do you no, know what exactly. I mean? exactly, like,
1: it's kind of like clockwork. Together with the parasites is responsible for the birth of the sleepers, birth of sleepers, and other environmental hazards within the complex. Anyways, I think we understood. I didn't. Oh, there's parasites. There's and parasites. also infected... Everything okay, and then they're the reason why the sleepers are now up and running is because the nom five woke up. Mm. Makes sense, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, there's more engaging content for us to read.
2: My head hurts so bad. I know, I'm, so, so, I'm so sorry. No, you okay?
1: I'm just gonna continue reading, and then we'll get to a silly little role play thing in a little bit. I promise it's there's okay. a break. I put them in there for a reason. <laughs> it is also found in the destination. And according to the conduit and all membranes, membranes are what they call other universes. Oh, okay. The collectors were visiting these other membranes, other universes, Mm -hmm. and collecting different, like, beings and stuff from them. That's why they're called the collectors, because they're they're believed to have all of these things stored within their, like, massive spaceship, essentially. Um, So the collectors themselves were troubled by apparent omnipresence of the virus across multiple worlds. Mm. It became, quote, the primary life force, unquote, of every membrane it infected. So the NOM-5 would essentially take over the entire body. Like, they oh. were, there was no thought. It would just completely rack the body.
2: A zombie type. Got it. Yeah, like um, The Last of Us. Mushroom.
1: Got it. Virus. In 2050s, the virus escaped Garganta. It spread across the planet. It is extremely infectious and lethal, with multiple ways of being transmitted and infecting other life forms. While there is no vaccine or cure outside the complex, HSU works as a form of treatment, effectively killing both the human and the virus in their body and bringing the human back to life. Mm. Uh, The parasites are a species from the collection. The number of life forms from various worlds gathered by the collectors as a part of the journey. What are you talking about? Unlike humans or other alien species, the parasites are not killed by nam but form a symbiotic union beneficial for both organisms. Oh, bad. 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 The virus keeps the parasite alive for an indefinite period of time, and then the parasite ensures the virus's survival.
2: Bad. Bad. Bad for us. Like, everyone. really bad. Bad for like, us. Like, like really. Like, like they the worst the surface, thing. like Terrible. It'd be over. Game over. Game over. Might as well go to Mars. what Earth. What it was happening, <laughs> I might as well kill myself just right there. That's what I would do. Yep. You know my game game. know! I power. know! <laughs>
1: So sleepers are a byproduct of the symbiotic relationship. Their bodies are made of parasites infected with the virus and typically quickly decaying and disappearing if killed. Nonetheless, research teams have found some sleepers that do not dematerialize after death. Mm. Analysis of those bodies show traces of human DNA with speculations that these abnormal sleepers might have been some of the staff. The, the, The missing people, the going, yeah... Uh Uh-oh, they caused a problem.
2: Oh, SpaghettiOs.
1: Oh, Oh, no. Bad. Very bad. So sleepers form simple hive-like communities that can stay dormant for millions of years without the need for food. This this is just like the explanation of like mm-hmm. the different bad guy types within
2: the game. Okay, yeah.
1: So we don't really have to go into that too much. Okay. If you've ever played like Left For Dead mm. and you know how there's like different zombie types. There's like oh the big bad ones, mm-hmm. the ones that alert others, and then there's like the tiny guys. That's kind Okay. Every zombie like game yeah. has a structure where it's like baseline zombie. Big bad zombie.
0: Fast zombie.
1: Fast zombie. Little zombie. zombie. The tank zombie. (laughs) The one that explodes and infects you. Like, it's all the same shit over and over and over again. So security services at the complex were provided by Kovac Defense Systems, which is KDS. That's the acronym from earlier. um, Which is a private military contractor with an army of Kovac security operators stored in HSUs and supervised by an artificial intelligence called Biocom. Okay. So Biocom is owned by KDS. Mm. Again, you don't have to remember all of this, sweetheart. Thank you so much. I'm Um, just a girl. (laughs) You're literally just a girl. (laughs) Uh, HSU, or Hydrostasis Storage Unit, uh, was a technology initially developed by Kovac. Research for space exploration as anabiosis chambers that would store lifeless human bodies without the need for food, water, or oxygen, and safely resurrect the stored person on arrival. The technology turned out to affect the human brain, leaving the resurrected person without memory confused as to their own identity, and increasingly aggressive every time they've w- woken up by HSU. Okay. This resulted in a catastrophic failure of the Red Alpha mission to Mars.
2: Mm. As part of
1: Project Legion, again, more project, again.
2: A lot of projects. It's sci-fi. the government. Like project inside, project well, I mean, like, even within the government. Like, oh, they always yeah. have some... Pro- if there's a project something, bad news. Oh, absolutely. Bad news.
1: Um. So, as part of Project Legion, Kovac repurposed the technology to... For military application and improved it by fitting mm. prisoner and volunteer subjects with neural implants, telling them what to do into the Hsu unit.
2: Oh, so we've gotten the military involved now.
1: Ah, the military is always involved. Always. Over time, Santonian also made resources to use the Hsu and implant technology to control their civilian workers, effectively turning everyone in the complex into obedient KSO equivalents.
2: Oh, that's not great. icky bad. Yeah.
1: Icky bad. Uh, the four game characters are KSOs, mm-hmm. and though only Woods and Bishop were actual prisoners that were sent to the procedure by force, Hackett joined the program voluntarily. Don't shut up! Now I'm going to have you <gasps> pull up that second log. Okay! So this is log Reva-558. Interview with operative... 4711, that's. ah, hack it. Where are we? Six months. Good. Okay. Wake him up.
2: Uh. (coughs) Ah! Oh, fuck. Are you okay? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. How are you? You're probably feeling a little confused. I'm not confused. Remind me, where are we again?
1: You don't remember?
2: I'm asking you. Can you give me your name, please? Sure. Hackett. What's yours? First name. Um, hang on. It's... it's... uh, Yeah, look, I just go by Hackett, okay?
1: Okay. Do you know
2: where you are? I'm in a room.
1: Do you know where that room is located?
2: What's with the restraints?
1: They're for your safety.
2: Are you sure they're not for your fucking safety because you look like you're shitting yourself right now aiden what aiden that's my name aiden
1: interesting
2: so miss mystery what is this place this is a
1: clinic of sorts
2: okay so something wrong with me
1: you're having trouble remembering things
2: am i yeah <laughs> yeah I, I guess i am What can you tell me about your father? Uh, not much, to tell you the truth. Must be one of those memory issues you were talking about. Or your brothers, Cormac, Rari, and
1: Killian? Do those names jog any memories? Uh,
2: nope. Not a thing. Seems fucking weird. You sure they're my brothers?
1: The names don't stimulate any feelings.
2: Mm, No. In fact, the only feeling I'm having right now is fucking irritated that you are not answering any of my fucking questions.
1: Irritated? Okay. Well, Hackett, you are in a special program that is designed to help with memory loss.
2: Okay. Okay. Right. There you go. So you're trying to help me get my memories back?
1: No. We're trying to make sure you lose them.
2: Oh. Okay. So... fuck. I mean, what kind of an answer is that?
1: I'll explain everything soon enough, Mr. Hackett. Call me, Aiden, please. (laughs) Yes. For now, I want you to relax. We're going to show you some images and play some sounds for you. Afterwards, we can talk again. See how you feel, then. Close it up. Hey! Wait, what do you mean? What do you- Hey! Let's give him two of the NGF protein clusters and one of the serotonin. Then run program somatic 0-2 on him. Again, no one knows why he volunteered. Huh. He's fucking psycho. Obviously, he wanted to forget something. 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 Who knows? Yeah. Not me. The warden, or as we established earlier, Mm W.R.D.N., is the entity that gives the prisoners their orders over their implants and sends them on expeditions. Initially, the computer Biocom was built by KDS to supervise and direct all their KSO forces. Santonium and later the Project Insight had relied on BioCom and KSOs as their life-critical security force, but as the warden wrestled control over the systems in 2055, the complex was left defensive and ultimately fell to sleepers. The scientists Dada, middle rank manager Schaefer, and engineer Henriksen were all civilian specialists who survived the fall by entering HSUs. As everyone in the complex were fitted with implants, the warden treats every living human, including Dada and Schaefer, As a KSO who can be awoken from HSU and put to tasks according to the warden's goals. In the early missions, the prisoners work to restore the warden's control over the the facility and beyond it. The complex is revealed to contain alien technology and equipment, making it possible to travel to other dimensions, which is the matter wave projector Mm. we talked about way, 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 way ago. Later, the, pri- the prisoners are contacted by John Schaefer, a lone survivor who is antagonistic towards the warden and seeks to bring the prisoners to his side and destroy the warden and the entire complex. Oh,
2: interesting!
1: You want to open up that little log again? Little
2: conflict. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: as you go through it, you first wake up and you're like, "Oh my God! The warden is telling me to do things. I don't know where I am. I don't know what's going on. Sure, I'm just gonna do what it tells me to. Fair. I don't, I don't know. And as you can, as you complete some of the levels, then you start hearing static over your headset and Schaefer starts talking and he's like don't trust the warden i'll tell you what to do just do as i say and i'll get you out of there like that sort of yeah. thing yeah so that's kind of where we're at right now okay so this is log 890-KUJ-T65 this is for a radio show that sometimes make an appearance in the logs this host is in where is he in it's either new mexico or nevada
2: both what? real creepy tip yeah. And
1: he's like a conspiracy theorist who's been following the mm. story for a long time and no one really believes him, but this is like the turning point.
0: <laughs>
2: State, State of truth AM people, I have I have found something that has rocked me to my core. I don't know if I'm am I losing my mind or are there other factors? Agents at play here. Let me... Let me play something for you. Hello? You're on the air with State of Truth AM. Hey, am,
0: am I on?
2: Yep, you're on the air, buddy. What do you got?
0: Okay. Okay, I don't have much time to talk. There's... I don't know if you can hear that. There's a helicopter that's been circling for over an hour right
2: above me. Yeah, I don't hear anything, caller. You told our screener that you had information on the SMC, correct?
0: Right. Stantonian Mining Company. Oh man, I don't know where to start.
2: To be clear, you mean... Dreyfus Industries, right? I mean, we're talking about the same company here, and I want to start getting people used to the idea that that's a big daddy controlling all this.
0: Dreyfus Industries, right? There's some crazy stuff happening. Garganta, man, the throat. We call it the facility. It's got a lot of names.
2: We? You work for Dreyfus?
0: No. I mean, yes. I, I worked for SMC, but I'm, I'm out, man. I had to go. They're, they're burning bodies down there.
2: Burning bodies? What do you mean?
0: They got these exploration.
2: Chiksa Club. This the town that took over, right?
0: Yeah, well, it's a town in that big crater right down in Yucatan.
2: Right. We talked about that on air.
0: Yeah, well, they're poking around down there and finding all kinds of weird stuff. People going crazy and coming back all mangled and-
2: Mangled? What does that mean?
0: Like, mangled, mutilated, bones bent and broken, skin changing into I-, I don't know what. That's why they're burning the bodies. They gotta get rid of the evidence.
2: What happened to them? But, does radium exposure do that to a body? We don't know exactly.
0: No, man, it's not radium. That's what they're saying. They found something down there.
2: You're saying they found something else.
0: No doubt in my mind. We all knew it. That's why they tightened security. They stopped letting people in. Wait.
2: Caller? W- where'd you go? I'd lost you?
0: I thought I heard something. That helicopter's freaking me out.
2: Okay. Try to stay calm, okay, pal?
0: Okay. Alright.
2: You said they tightened security. You mean they stopped you from getting into parts of the facility?
0: Yeah, and they wouldn't let us leave. I I had to escape. Me and a couple of others found a way out and tried to make it to the
2: board. Okay, there are more of you. Hello? Collar? Did we lose him? Can we get him back? Alright, we'll be right back in a moment here. Stay tuned. I don't remember that at all. I don't remember the collar. I don't remember saying those words. I do not. No, that's not me. It can't be. So,
1: according to the dual reality theory, there are two different world lines or variants of the story set in a parallel universe. The original world line represents the game's early access rundowns and the alternative world world line corresponds to the quote replacement rundowns for the game's final version. The original Worldline prisoners and Schaefer succeed to rebel against the Warden and defeat him. Their alternate Worldline's equivalent learn about the Collectors and seek to escape to a safe dimension untouched by sleeper infestation.
0: Mm. So,
1: again, that's why I do think part of this is so interesting. They completely changed pre-access mm-hmm. and game release. yeah. They changed storylines completely, and it was so confusing. I Yeah. Because, I mean, <laughs> like, you play all these levels in early access, and you're like, man, this game, this game is awesome. Yeah. Like, we beat the warden. Everything's going great. We, we, you know, got rid of all of it. And then game access comes out, and that doesn't happen at all. Interesting. When Schaefer contacts you, he's like, oh, no, like, the warden's great. We got to find the collector's stuff. Huh. So you're like, something... As a player, you're like, something's not right. Right. Something is absolutely not right here. Huh. And now we're going to read that last log. Okay. And you might recognize it. It's log TY6 274 NFG. God told you to kill those
2: men? No. I mean, is that easier for you to understand? Blame it on God? No, I killed them. I killed them. Why? They were evil, corrupt. They had strayed from the path. I brought order to their chaos.
1: Those Marines at Larnica, was that chaos? From where we stand, it appears as if you brought chaos to this world, not your victims.
2: No, I was stopping the chaos. We are in hell, brother. There are no victims here. We've all been shown the path and given a choice. And they chose to stray from the path. They made their choice. I did my duty. I had to do it. This is war. And those marines were the enemy? Yeah. Listen, I know every one of them. Apostles of the devil to a man. I celebrated it. Rejoiced in the chaos of their deeds. I did give them the last chance to hear the word before their judgment. But they chose to remain deaf.
1: Did they laugh at you?
2: They do not seek forgiveness. That is what matters.
1: Let's talk about Turkey, your miracle mile, as they call
2: it. That was not a miracle. It was a message. When Ezra fell to the rebels, he spared me. When I spent 26 days behind enemy lines, he led me. When I crossed the DMZ with the crosshairs of the cyber upon me, he shielded me. When I walked blind through the minefield, he gave me his vision. That is a message. I heard it loud and clear as he wanted. It was personal. I must do my duty. So I did.
1: This duty may end with you going to the chair.
2: You cannot kill me. It is not in his plan.
1: We're going to send you somewhere to get some help. I know. It's a new program designed for people just like you, Woods.
2: I know. I knew before you did. I'm going where he needs me. I will be ready when the plague comes I shall be rescued from the lion's mouth and he will lead us from the darkness from there there may be many of me he is one
1: well we'll see won't we
2: I will see you will die
1: so same interview different yeah Similar, but different enough to be a little more Mm -hmm. unsettling almost. It's Um, almost like he knows something. Right. Interesting. Yeah. That is where the game gets caught up to everything. Okay. And I'm not going to go into the Mm. alternate rundowns. I was comfortable going through like pre-release access. Because you can't play that content anymore. Oh, I see. You you cannot. The only way to get that information is by reading logs or watching old playthroughs of it. Like, it's, com- it's completely gone. Mm-hmm. But the alternative times rundown and experiences and expeditions are so interesting. And again, you have to learn all of this information mm-hmm. through logs. Right. Especially if you weren't there actively on time with everything, which is why I'm closely following *Den of Wolves. Mm. Because I'm scared that they're going to publish <laughs> shit again.
2: <laughs> and, like, the thing is, is like,
1: I had played some of gtfo mm-hmm. during pre-release but not enough of it right and when i started playing pretty recently I, I picked it up pretty heavily and i've been playing with a lot of people i was running through it and i was like this doesn't like am yeah. i going crazy is yeah wrong like i don't remember mm-hmm. this like this is the same level for sure but something yeah. different and it was like I felt like I was crazy, right. you know what I mean? So, like, it was such a relief to, like, look it up and be like, oh, my God, it is different. It is oh different, yeah, yeah, I'm not going insane. I'm not, like, I don't have a faulty memory. Right. Um, But to, like, actively go through that, what a cool choice for a developer. Yeah. What, what an insane way to be like, oh, mm-hmm. the other multiverses, the other membranes right. are, like, affecting your world in a way that you don't understand quite yet. The game is so cool. Right. Even if you're not going to buy it, watch like Markiplier's playthroughs yeah and I'm just saying that to like so you can understand a little bit Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are people live streaming it or that have vods of it I know there's lore videos but the experience itself is something completely different right like I turn off all the lights in my room when I play this game Mm. and usually when I play games I only have one of my headphones on Mm. I put both of my headphones on and I crank the noise fully and I'm like fully immersed yeah the sound design incredible Mm -hmm. graphics great they also have like what is it the the optimization of the game for mm-hmm. different laptops and different graphics cards that kind of thing so that the most people can play it as possible yeah is so useful because again triple a people d- don't usually think about optimization until way later mm-hmm. and then it's like oh you lost a bunch of your clientele because you didn't cater to them because you're a fucking asshole yeah and you only cater to the people who have expensive shit mm-hmm. so i know it was a lot of sci-fi thank you for bearing with oh, me of course it's just one of those things that, like, it's been on my mind a lot recently. Yeah. I've played it a lot recently. It has not gotten nearly enough love sure. as it has. And they just released the last rundown of the game mm. this past December. Wow. Because now their team is fully working on Den of Wolves. Sure. So the game is completely out, completely done. Slay. Like, they're not adding any more to it. It is done as it is. It's it the is, time to play. It, it is a complete story. It's time to play. It's time to watch. Yeah. Now's the time to send them a lot of love. Ten, yeah. ten Chambers is one of the most exciting game companies that I've seen in a really long time, where nice. I'm like, like, Concerned Ape and Toby Fox. Yeah. And then, like, Ten Chambers is up there with me, too, where I'm like, I'm watching everything you do. Yeah. I, My eyes. eyes, my glasses are honed in on you specifically. Right. Like, I'm, I'm following you on every social media. I have notifications turned yeah. on that like I want to know what you're doing at all times. Mm-hmm. It has inspired me so deeply that, like, for the longest time, I wanted to write like a fan fiction set in the world of GTFO. Yeah. But I just didn't know enough about the lore. And I always wanted to hold myself to be mm-hmm. like, I'm going to wait until I play the game. Yeah. And then years went by. But now I'm at a point where like I'm inspired enough to like write my own spin off. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily fan fiction, but like spin off, maybe set in a different membrane. Yeah. Where I'm like. My brain is buzzing with the activity. The the synapses are firing. It's so interesting. Okay. Just kind of slight. Just something that, like, I wanted to share love with.
2: Yeah. And I
1: think a lot of times people don't talk about... Unless it's, like, an interview question, like, what are you
2: inspired by? Yeah. Like, you
1: don't really talk about it. And this is something that has been very inspirational Mm -hmm. for me. And, like, game makers like that... Yeah. Are very... Because even the writing is, like... It's so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be able to write like that. Can
2: I write <laughs> like that right now? Fuck no. Right. Absolutely not. We Sydney still put probably it. probably
1: could. Well. You're really good at writing dialogue.
2: Thank you. I mean, yeah, it sounds like a really great... Sci- Again, sci-fi is just not for me because there's so much information. But here's the thing. I spouted all
1: that information at you. We don't fucking know if any of it is scientifically accurate. That's true. Do I give a shit? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It not. sounds cool. No, I, don't I mean, care.
2: That's even with my thing with fantasy sometimes where I was like, I... The beginning of this year got back into a fantasy series that like i had didn't was it a part of for a very long time mm-hmm. and like the task of getting back into it was so brain numbing of like what's happening who are you right what's going on going to like and it's like a smaller fantasy series so like even the fandom wiki pages aren't like filled out yeah. in the i got
1: very lucky with gtfo yeah like they someone out there loves it everything yeah on the fandom wiki and i was like you saved me so much time and effort. No, literally. Like, literally so much time and effort. This is definitely an info dump. Yeah. And anytime I do this with you, like, there's a point where your, like, eyes get kind of red because you've been rubbing them. <laughs> like, just I feature. love that
2: you involved me, though. <laughs> but it's
1: like... Yeah. Hopefully in the future, I do want to incorporate more of the role play kind of stuff. Yeah. Because it is more interactive and it's mm-hmm. more fun that way, in my opinion. Yeah. Especially when I do end up doing these lore dumps. Because I'm going to do another one in the future. We yeah. all know it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I've done... Bloodboard. i've done lord not lord of the ring i did the silmarillion you did the silmarillion um i did zelda
2: like you did five nights at freddy's you did tron i forgot about the tron
1: <laughs> <laughs> and i have gtfo yeah so i have six things under my belt uh-huh. of, like these just this is lore my dumping his, this is my his lore yeah this is her lore horseshit yeah